Welcome to Fur What It's Worth. I've known about furries for a long time before this experience, but I'd never seen it in action. I I, I see the furries at the cons, and I ne- I'm always wondering who is in there. That's the first thing I'm wondering. Is it a man? Is it a woman? An introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. Wait for just one second until you guys have pulled out. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we're pulling out right now, so it's, uh, it's a slow process. Do you ever get that not-so-fresh feeling? Oh, yeah, and, like, the mechanism that makes the fire blow out of his mouth? That's probably four grand, right? Have you had a party emergency? Got one right now. <laughs> <laughs> when is the new Animaniacs? For five and a half hours, I got a party emergency. Well, you are listening to the wrong show. Yeah, you know, bend it to the right here. And now, here are your always fresh fools, Rue and Tugs. <laughs> and welcome to For What It's Worth. This is Rue. And I don't know what you're doing. And that's Tugs. Hi. Oh, right. We're so, right, we did agree to introduce each other. Yes, my name is Tugs the Puppy Bear. Without the the in the middle. And you're Rue. What? Oh, yeah, you're Ruchi C. Lexico. Oh, yes, because Facebook won't let me remove that C from my what name. What does C stand for? It's, oh, come oh, on. Oh, wait, no, no. It's you with a capital C. I get it now. So. Ouch. <laughs> no, it's what? Cookie. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you thought. Uh, yeah. Yep, this is season five, episode 18, the final episode. What kind of final is up to you to figure out? Ah, final episode, huh? Yes. So, you were going to ask me what I'm doing. Yes. Tugs, what are you up to? (laughs) I went and saw the new Ghostbusters last night to now today's opening day as of recording. And I enjoyed it. It was not the... Look, I know it's not the 80s Ghostbusters. I always knew that. I like the director. I like Megan McCarthy. All the movies they've done together I've enjoyed, so I had good faith in this one. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. You need to watch it in 3D. They actually, it is the best use of 3D I've ever seen in a movie. Hands they down. They actually use 3D? Yes. But they used it in a way that, as James put it, it sounded like, or it felt like a Disneyland ride. Because that what they do, this is sort of spoily, but it doesn't really spoil it. They have bars on the top and the bottom, right? Like movies have. Mm-hmm. And that one didn't go top to bottom of the screen. They actually kept some. And you didn't really notice it till they started doing the 3D. Whenever they were firing the proton packs or ghosts were on screen the ghost could reach out beyond the bar. And so it was kind of like giving you an extra layer of depth and they would play with that effect off and on through the movie. So it was actually really fun. Ah, well, I'll have to go and see that 3D. That sounds awesome. Yes. And it was funny and uh, Thor being a dumbass is amazing. (laughs) And he's so good looking. I can't wait. People think he's hot. You know, I... You mean Chris Hemsworth? Yes. Yeah, he's hot. He's hot. I really, really enjoyed Spy. That was really fun. Yeah, it's the same team. So it's the same team of people that did Spy. Yes. Yes. Awesome. So, um, and they also called out the naysayers. I was quite pleased about that. They directly quoted the bad comments off Facebook and... Or not Facebook, YouTube and stuff. <laughs> really? Yeah, like, we ain't taking your shit. And it's it's a good movie. It's It's not... It doesn't have the depth of the original Ghostbusters. That's not to say it's a shallow movie. There's just not like the love story and stuff. You know, there's other things going on. Um, And the other thing I'm up to is I'm building a new PC tomorrow, which this episode will be in your ears, courtesy of. Of the new PC. Yes. I need to name it when I set up Windows. You should call it Tugs' Curl or something. No, I've always called my PC Star something. Um... And right now, this one's called Starlight 8, because it started on Windows 8, even though it's on 10 now. Hmm. And then my Surface is called Shooting Starlight, 
but L-I-T-E. You should call it like something from Mario, like Superstar or something. I think that's where I got it from originally. Oh, is that what it or was? Or I had a blue star-shaped lamp. I don't remember. What have you been up to? Well, I have been fursuiting a lot more recently. I, I you know, l- lately I've noticed, you know, it happened at BLFC actually. So at BLFC, I um, noticed that I hadn't fursuited in a whole year, basically. That Rue had just kind of sat there. And so I've been trying to get um, people out a little bit more and have people be a little bit more active as far as their fursuiting. So um, one of the things that happened this last weekend is I got to go out to Cinemark. Woohoo! Cinemark. And Oh, yeah. Oh, not Cinemark. Sorry. It was Megaplex. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. Um, it was over at Megaplex. And... Um, we were there for the showing of Secret Life of Pets, and we had um, we had about six or seven fursuiters that were there. No, no, it's a sequel to the Secret Life of Nim, right? So, how did that compare? I have no clue. I thank thank you for getting me off track. No problem. Um, you mean the Secret <laughs> of Nim? You both suck at keeping things subtle. You just blew the joke open completely. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. You're welcome. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, stop fucking around in the sound booth. By the way, we so have Koru with us we in had, the sound booth. Yes, hi, Koru. <laughs> hi. I'm glad that you're here today. This is his final episode. Wow. It's everyone's final episode. It's the final episode. Okay. Um, You know, one thing that happened, it was a, it was a good moment. Um, one of our fursuiters had their first magical fursuiting moment. Everybody has their magical fursuiting moment. And um, there was a little kid that started um, walking towards him and their family acted like super, super surprised. And um, apparently that was like the farthest that he's like ever walked to anybody. And, um, you know, he had like tears in his eyes and stuff like that. You know, it was the kid was walking towards him and. I don't know. It's just a special fursuit moment for him. So it, it's been a lot of fun. That's that's kind of what I've been up to. Oh, oh, I forgot to say, and I'm not making any money off of this. So you know this music, right? I do. They brought it back. Really? Yes, Sunday nights. You can watch this. Sorry. Match game is back. What is this I love thing? I love what? You said I love in your notes. Oh, I don't know. It just says I love. <laughs> okay. I love yeah. cookies. They're pretty good. He's only half baked. It's Rue's Cookie Time. All right, it's that time again. Rue's Cookie Time. Well, everybody, you let me down. I didn't receive any cookies. Sheesh. Really? Yeah. Nobody loves me. So here we go. You're not prepared again. I'm always prepared. What are you talking about? All right. When one door closes, another one opens. That's very, very appropriate for this episode. You've used this fortune before. (laughs) No, I haven't. You have. No, I haven't. I threw away four fortune cookies, by the way, the other day. (gasps) Why would you do that? stale. Are you serious? Yeah. 
Okay, fine, fine, fine. Here's your real one. When you get something for nothing, you just haven't been billed for it yet. In bed with the cookie. I'm much happier about that. I feel <laughs> like that was a worthy fortune. All right, shall we do the recap? Let's do the recap. And for the whatever amount of time, and for the final time, welcome back. And welcome back. And welcome back. Oh, jeez. Uh, all right. Well, we have arrived at the end of season five. The hundredth episode season is at its end. I feel great about this. You feel great. You've been pushing to get it. Yes, because I don't like the season ending in September. That's a calendar thing. It's nice to know summer's coming. We start with new stuff. People are out. They listen to us and occasionally do what we say because we talk about things relevant in the summer. But in the fall, everyone's getting down because the leaves are falling off the trees. They got to go to school. People are depressed. Yeah. So we need like... we need to get back into the fun stuff. Yes. Yes. So what did you think of the season, Rue? You know, this season has been full of a lot of different things that I that I thought was thought was awesome. Same exact time, I you know, there's also some things that I feel was a little bit different about this particular season. It was. I, I don't want to like expound upon it too much, but it was our 100th episode. So that was pretty exciting. Yes, it doesn't exist inside our regular episode continuity. It's separate. But it did happen for the season, so we kind of tuned the season toward that a little bit. Yes. Yes. So we've tried to stay at a certain standard, and and I think we did a good job. Yeah, we did a great job. I'm gonna job. pat myself on the back. Let me separate my shoulder real quick. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, let's see what I mean. What are some of the? Oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was gonna say we had a couple of fun intros to start the season. Now. The obvious one is that we started the season with the classic version of our theme, and then at the 100th episode debuted the new theme, and now we just play the new theme. Except this episode. But that's just because we were being retro. Yay! Yep. Not retro to Comey, but, you know, retro as in old school. Old school? Like like 80s old yes. school? Or like 60s yes. old school? But we did have a couple fun intros, so we thought we would relive the moment with you. My name is Margaret, Korean, I'm comedian, and uh, I can't come from fucking. I would, I would love to be a gay man. If I was a gay man, I would get a spit roast every day. I would love a spit roast, because I'm Korean, and we like barbecue. And I'm telling you to wear a condom, not for me, but for you, dude. I fuck so many people. You don't want to go down there without some kind of flak jacket or some shit. My pussy is the hurt locker. It's fucking scary down there. I'm not playing the whole thing just because it's three minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> so what was that from? 
I don't remember that as part of any of the episodes. <laughs> I love it when you repeat things. Um, so we had Margaret Cho on with Selene this season, Selene Luna. And so we went to our in-house composer, Buck Riley, and we said, we need a special version of the episode of the episode of the song. Can you do that? And so he spent a whole weekend in a dark room playing Margaret Cho comedy specials. Probably whacking it. And then uh, he put together clips. So that was fun. Do you remember the other funny intro we had? The Howl? You're listening to FWIW. The Howl. It's 3 a.m. on the East Coast. A beautiful Monday morning. Getting ready for the weekend coming up. Real excited about that. And to help you get there, we've got the FWIW furry forecast for you. We're looking at a 40% chance of drama running from Tuesday all the way through to Thursday morning. Floofiness is going to stay pretty even all throughout the week with highs in the mid-griffins and lows only getting down into the upper weasels. Gotta watch out for them. The art count is going to be high this week, so be sure to pack extra tissues with you and keep plenty of hand sanitizer nearby. We've been monitoring that side outage for you, and it looks like it's settling in over for affinity for the foreseeable future. All traffic is advised to redirect a rabbit until they can get that cleared up. Now let's get the show started and hand it over to your hosts. Tail Chaser. And Baby Bear. Only on FWIW. I didn't tell you about that, did I? I think you just listened to the episode, and you were probably—I don't know—how did you react? I'm sh- did you you listen to the episode, right? Uh, yeah, I cried when I was at home. Did you like drive off the road? No, I assume you just listened in your car. I have no idea why. I, why? I don't know. Why do you assume that? I don't know because I never think of you at home. Like Rue at home just sounds like a brand of tampons or something oh my gosh why would you think of that i don't know why can't it be like a brand of cookies or a brand of because it sounds domestic of, of it sounds domestic or- a brand of a no that'd be like rue in bed <laughs> and then with the cookie it's like in parentheses underneath it oh my gosh no really so you you cried it was upsetting no i was yes i was when i heard that howling i got scared and i was like cowering in the in the corner it was really scary oh yeah i bet uh, no, it was good. Good. I was excited. Good. Well, that was that was a fun intro. Uh, if you want another one, I've been pestering the creator of it to do another one. Um, if you can't tell, that's actually Smokey from Space News. <laughs> he sped his voice up, obviously, to make it fit the thematic. But I've been begging him to do another one. So if you want to do want him to do another one, you should tweet at us so we can retweet it and show him that people want some more of that weird... K-Bear, which is a local rock station style intro. Isn't that like a rock and roll station thing? I don't know. Corey's not paying attention. What are you doing over there? He's texting. No, I'm not actually. He's he's you... doing those things with his phone. He's looking at prawn. No, I'm not actually. Well, Rue, I thought we could play a game this episode. It's been a while since we've had a game, and Corey's going to keep score between you and him, because I know the answers. Uh, we're going to play Guess the Episode. Now, there are three parts, so we'll be playing it throughout the episode. So I put together clip montages, and you'll have to identify which episode it came oh, from. That's gonna, see, oh, good, this is my clever way of us really the That's going to be season. horrible. Because I was only here for like half of them. So, well, see, cool. so you are, have a significant advantage. Right. Rue, you have a significant advantage. I do? Oh, well, then I should be good. <laughs> yes. I always need that little bit of advantage. That yeah, because little ex- big. So let's start. Thank you. 
Also, I like the story a lot. I do too. I like the stories where I'm not involved at all I got and to you transport. die. Those are the best. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. There's been two of those. Who so knows? I, oh, this is a good trend. <laughs> Who knows if I have died? You know, no, I could have. You didn't. You didn't. I no. could have gone to another universe, another world. All I know is that it was spoopy. It was spoopy. It was spoopy. You melted. I, I, know I what turned into goo. Yeah, no, you didn't. You turned into a pile of diabetes. Oh. Those... And reformed into a Yoshi amiibo. So if you like the sample good enough, buy the product while you're at it. Well, we'll have customers that come in and they'll just constantly be eating in. And I'll be like, sorry, only one. They're like, go to hell. And I'm like, you are. Because, <laughs> like, I'm pissed because I'm like, come on. I put a lot of hard work into the sample and you want more than one? Buy the freaking sample. You're wearing a Cartier and your BMW is parked outside. You can clearly afford it. So they're just... Some of them are just like the biggest buttholes ever. <laughs> Both brought up this a great segue topic, and that is perspective taking. Because we all view life through a specific lens, and sometimes it's really hard to remove that lens and put on someone else's lens and understand that, you know, this tiny little loss, they're feeling so much emotion for this. And yet for you, it's like, oh, that's nothing. I, re I, I replace that all the time. Or oh, that's nothing. I've already experienced that. To not belittle loss or, or even belittle grief. And I think that's easy to do depending on your own perspective and what you've already experienced. I know that I kind of suffer from that a little bit when even though I, I can be emotional and empathetic, sometimes easier than other people, um, just naturally because I'm a very emotional person at my core, uh, you'll find that even I have to sometimes stop for a minute and go, okay, wait, this person might be experiencing something greater than how I would feel it. And I have to take off my lens of how I see the world and try to attempt to feel theirs, to understand where they are coming from. Now, if I remember correctly in the email from Leo, he mentioned something about creating caricatures for a furry. Who, and do, do, does, the, does the caricature creator, which I think Leo said he was the caricature creator, does he keep copyright or do they do? And he said something about splitting it 50-50. Um, what I'm going to let you know is that's not how it works, uh, <laughs> legally. Legally, there's a, there's a doctrine called work made for hire. And a work made for hire says, if you're an employee, not an independent contractor, which I'm guessing Leo is an independent contractor in his cases. Sure, yeah. yeah. If you're an employee and, something, and you create something creative in the scope of your employment, your employer owns it. The sixth thing is the fact that we have a high turnover rate in the fandom. Uh, a lot of the furries, by the time they get to an age where they're sort of smart enough to know better, they typically leave the fandom. A lot of furries leave the fandom in their late 20s, early 30s. And so you have a lot of newer furries coming in and not a lot of older furries sticking around. And I guess the last point I was going to make was the fact that we have all these norms in the fandom about how weird and crazy conventions are. We know that drinking and craziness happens at cons. We tell stories about these things and we sort of revere them. And so when you have a first timer go to a convention, this is what they ex this is what they think they're supposed to be doing. So all that kind of culminates in this perfect storm of, you know, dumb is just waiting to happen. <laughs> All right, so round one. You guys ready? Yay! Okay, round one. So the first clip was from which episode? 
Round one. Well, I know what clip that was from. Koru. That one I didn't get. I don't think I was a part of. You were, in fact. Oh, great. Rue. The first one was the Halloween episode. Yay! All right. The fourth clip was from... Oh, my gosh. You're killing me here. (laughs) Oh, you thought I was going to ask you in order? This is for what it's worth. You know the games don't work normally. Oh, my gosh. How many... Is that the copyright episode? That would be the copyright episode. It was the copyright episode. Yep, you're right. good. All right. The third... Uh, the third, I believe, was... Is it first to answer? Uh, you play as a team. I don't care. Okay, we're playing as a team? Okay, I think that it was Space's episode, wasn't it? No, it was Grief with Lyric. Okay. Yeah, I need a, I need a decision? Yes, Grief with Lyric. I will, I will put that. Yay. Okay. The second, second. episode was Space's Space, episode. Yep. So the Space's episode was um, talking about, like, um, working and retail, retail, yeah. Okay. And the fifth clip. Arthur is done with Nuka. Or uh, let's see. So, what was the score? Well, how are we scoring that? One point per correct. We got There's all of them. You well, got all of them. Well, then we got all of them. Yay! Hooray! Good job. Okay, so we had Halloween retail. Grief, copyright, and dumb. Did you have a, a favorite out of those five? You know, I really, really enjoyed the Halloween episode. It's just been a number one favorite of mine, um, just due to the fact of the silly stories that we get sent in, um, some silly things that happen to to me and you. Um, so I think I think that one's a really fun one. But I'd have to also say that I really enjoyed. Um, the duh episode. That was that was pretty good. The dumb episode? Yeah, the dumb episode. What about you, Koru? I really like the grief episode. Just because I, I feel like I've experienced that a whole lot in the past few years, and I can really relate to that, and I think it's a really good message to put out there. And then furries are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was so thrilled with that episode because we got Nuka to do his regular segment, which is awesome. If you're not listening to the show, go back and listen to his episodes because he appeared twice during the season because he was so well-received. So, yeah. That's great. Uh, what do you think of the Get Psyched episode? Or, the segment. Segment? Girl, what do you think of the segment? I think that they have a lot of great information in them. Yeah. And there's nobody else that could give that information than, than Nuka. Like, he does an amazing oh, job yeah. with that. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be end of season if we didn't have special things. So, we have food review time. Isn't that exciting? What? We have food? We have food. Somebody brought food? No, somebody sent us food. What? Yeah. Yeah. Let me get the party lights going. Yeah. So, Rue saying earlier how nobody loves us. Yeah, and then we got food. Oh, well. So it's in that box. So, Rue, what does the letter say that came in the mail? Oh, my gosh. They're my favorite cookies. Ah! Oatmeal and raisin cookies. Those who eat the cookie may be enslaved by the cookie. Ooh. (laughs) I love this. Rucifer's coming out. Um, Living and risk are one. That's so awesome. So, oatmeal raisin cookies, are you going to have one? So, let's see. It's Haku and Cookies by um, Timid Grizzly. Timid Grizzly. So, Timid 
Grizzly, thank you so much. So he's he's opening one now, and then he's going to pass the box along as usual. Oh my god. <laughs> you're so good. Oh, you're not going to have any? I already don't like oatmeal raisin cookies, oh, so yeah. I, I don't want to... You, I don't want to give a bad review. Of you feel like. you feel like raisins are t or uh, ketchup bottles. Those are good cookies, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I I had to steal one earlier. I'm good right now. So I I loved the finish on that. Actually, I've never had an oatmeal raisin cookie that didn't have like a super sickly sweet aftertaste. That one did not. That one was really really well done. Also, I would like you to send me the recipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just full. Mmm. Mmm. What are your favorite parts of the flavor? Does it have a bouquet or a hint of chicory? It's a cookie, and it's good. It's your favorite cookie, too. <laughs> it's so good. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> so it's totally a ten because it's oatmeal raisin. Good for you. I would say that uh, as far as oatmeal raisin cookies go, that's probably a nine. I don't give out perfect scores very often, so it's nothing personal. But it was damn good, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, while Rue stuffs his face, we are going to go to break, and then we will come back and play round two of the season recap game. Does that sound good to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hailing frequencies open. Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. There's a lot that happened in the last couple of weeks, including one really big event that I'll be focusing on. But first, as of Thursday, July 7th, here are your space headlines. There's a new crew, Expedition 48, headed to the International Space Station aboard an upgraded Soyuz capsule. Launch occurred on Wednesday, July 6th. New Horizons has been given a new destination in the Kuiper Belt now that its mission to Pluto is completed, even though we're still downlinking a lot of data. Rosetta is set to conclude its mission by landing on its companion comet like its Philae lander did, then switch off this September. NASA recently completed the second qualifying test of the newly upgraded solid rocket booster meant for the SLS, running a very impressive looking static fire test in Utah. And now for the big news. NASA's probe Juno, or Jupiter Near Polar Orbiter, arrived at the largest planet in the solar system on July 4th. It completed a 35-minute burn in an event called Jupiter Orbital Insertion late that evening. With signal delay of a little more than 48 minutes, by the time we received the signal that Juno had started her burn, she had already completed it and started sending back health tones to let us know her telemetry. This is a mission of extraordinary extremes. Jupiter is the biggest planet in the solar system, so it has the strongest magnetic field, the strongest gravitational field, and the largest and strongest radiation belts. Juno has to be able to withstand all of it, and she's passing just 3,000 kilometers above the tops of Jupiter's clouds. Each orbit brings her in that close, then slings far out away to give the probe a chance to communicate with Earth. It took Juno five years to get from Earth to Jupiter, including an Earth flyby for a gravity assist two years after launch. The Jet Propulsion Lab had planned for four course correction burns, because at these distances, it's almost a certainty that you'll need to adjust course. But they had hit their mark at launch so well, they canceled all four. And even more impressive than that, it took Juno 155 million seconds to get to Jupiter, and she arrived within one second of her scheduled arrival. 
Juno is going to take a number of high-resolution scans of Jupiter while in orbit, giving us the best images of our largest neighbor, but she'll only be there for around a year or so. After her primary science mission is complete, JPL will order another burn to shorten her orbital period so she'll eventually dive deep into the atmosphere and break up. This is important. We'd rather her disintegrate in the Jovian atmosphere than impact on any of the moons, possibly contaminating them. There's so much more to talk about with Juno, and we won't start getting any science back until at least a couple of weeks from now, once her instruments are turned on and can gather information. Expect to hear more about this in the future. In the meantime, check out the mission trailer NASA created to promote Juno. It's called Jupiter, Into the Unknown. You can find it on YouTube, and it's very heavily reminiscent of the Alien movies. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying, keep looking up, space fans. So forth. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. We are continuing the Season 5 recap. And that means it's time for Round 2 of our Guess the Episode game. Now, for those of you who are just joining us, Rue and Koru are playing as a team and have a perfect score. But will they continue? We'll find out right now. I don't know who would just be joining us. Like, they just turn on the podcast and they're just like, I'm just going to skip 10 minutes ahead. Why you got to kill my <laughs> jokes again? You were both joke killers. <laughs> was yeah it was intense <laughs> how, <laughs> how long did it take you before you thought he's going to hell and you know it's funny because um i wrestled with that before yeah i kept thinking well you know what if i just lock him in a room with a girl and shove some condoms under the door it's all gonna be okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i've ever told mark that but <laughs> And, and I just wrestled with things like that. Like, what did I do? I must have caused this. What did I do? And so I'd gone through all that. Um, so I think by the time he told me, it was devastating because I knew then I couldn't pretend that he wasn't. It was a definite. But by then I was coming to terms with it. It's like, you know what? This is him. This is Mark. Just He's the same wonderful person he's always been. Do things with. Yeah. I mean, you can keep some I mean, yeah. Like, if, if science was perfect and this was, you know you know, sci-fi later and I just suddenly had a functional anatomically correct penis, yeah, I would in a heartbeat. That's that's not what it is right now. So it's not necessarily like something that I don't desire or identify as. It's just the technology can't provide that. So it's like, oh, I'd just rather have genitalia that functions and works. And Now, if we could get like holographic technology, so at least you had the visual appearance, would you go for that? Like... I don't know how we do it, but let's just assume like you could just drop trowel and say, hey, look, I've got a, a good functioning looking penis. Maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Like you, because you... You always get the short end of the stick. All you need to know is that you are a special person and that you are different than everyone else in a good way and that you have your own special talents. You can't worry about what other people think. Obviously, if you live with your parents and, you, and you're under their rules, respect them. But don't, don't worry about what other people think of you. And take criticism and, and roll with it. But that's just my advice. Keep a, good, keep a good attitude. Don't get mad at people, especially haters, because they just want that. It's like rolling around. If you want to you fight with a pig and they're playing in the mud, all you're going to do is get, you're going to get muddy. So just 
keep a positive attitude and be you. And if people want to know more about you, they'll ask you. Have you emulated like imported stuff? I've emulated imported stuff before, yeah, but it's been a while. Uh, I think I usually tried to import uh, a lot of the the old Pokemon back when back in the day. Okay, so but, so well, the reason I ask is because before we actually started talking in the intro piece, there was this piece of music, and I want to know if, if you're nerdy enough to identify what it is. That is that particular piece. Yes, sounds half familiar, but I can't actually recall what it is. I told Rue what it was before we started recording. So Rue, tell everyone what it was. Oh, um, <laughs> it was the loading um, screen for a particular system. It was con- like the Famicom disc the Famicom system. Famicom disc system. Right. Yep. Right. And did you yeah. have a GameCube, Phil? I actually only got it later on uh, to only get every single Zelda. Right. So so but you but you had one, right? I had one. This yep. is something I, I learned when I was prepping for the show and I'm so late to this party, but I'm sharing it with you guys. So so you remember this, right? This was like the music for the menu and you were just chilling and doing your memory card or whatever, right? Yep. Remember this, Phil? Mhm. Okay. So that's what you would hear, but then I found out that that's not what that is. Now, if you play it 16 times faster, this is what it really is. Right, you ready? Yes. Give us those questions. All right. How many segments were covered in this last round? Oh my gosh. Four. Rue. I'm going with Koru. You really think it's four? I like being anal. Yes. <laughs> no, that's not. There were four. Good. Good. Okay. What was the third clip? So I need to talk to you, Mr. I wrote it down and I didn't. So um, what was the one that we were talking about? Was it was was it the gratitude episode or was it? I honestly don't know. I got the first one. Good. You guys are in a good position. So, okay, wait, wait, wait. What was the third one? What were they talking about? I, I didn't even write it down. I didn't know what they were talking about. Okay, well, what do you have down on your list so that I can... He has the first segment. I have the first one. Just the first one? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with the gratitude episode. Thank you. Trust yourself. Let fate decide. All right, what was the first clip? Ah, yes, the first clip. Okay, that was coming out with Mark's mom. Yes. Everyone comes out with Mark's mom. Yep. (laughs) All right, the fourth. That was the... Talking to the microphone episode? Uh, yes, talking to the microphone episode. Here that we was the... Um, we were talking about square peg round hole episode. For the fourth one? For the fourth one? For the last one? Yeah, it's the fourth one. That's that's the last one. Okay, then yeah. It was video games. It was oh. video games. Oh, it was I'm the sorry. I, I and he didn't even ask up. me. He's just like, nope. So what was the second one? That was the square peg round hole. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yes, of course the last one was the video games. Well, apparently Rue thinks that when you play the NES, you become transgender. So <laughs> just saying. Just saying. I actually, you know, I, I forgot how much fun that video game episode was to do. It was 
was a good episode. It was. And we got to do the transgender one, which was something we'd wanted to do for a long time. Um, and the gratitude one. That He was such a great guest. He still owes me hoses for the washer and dryer. But he was such a great guest. Hoses for the washer and dryer? What do you mean? He promised me hoses. He promised me some hose when, when he was here. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He's such a good guy. He is. He is. How's he been? He's been doing really, really well. He's became like this kind of a big artist in the local community. So. Nice. Good, good. So he's is he making cash monies? Yeah, he's starting to charge for stuff. Nice. Cool. Well, something else we had going on this season was this. Fifty Sheds of Grey, the furry edition, take one. I'm going to take you from behind, Anastasia, he murmurs, and with his other paw, he grasps my hair at the nape in a fist and pulls gently, holding me in place. I cannot move my head. I am pinioned. It really says pinioned. This pinioned beneath him helpless. This is... This is the edit. This is this book made, was made into a major motion picture because it was pinioned beneath him, helpless. Who writes this? You are mine, he whispers. Only mine. Don't forget it. His voice is intoxicating. His words heady, seductive. I feel his growing erection against my thigh. His knot slowly building between it. Sure, why not? His long paws reach around to gently massage my clitoris circling slowly his breath from his muzzle is soft against my face as he slowly nips me along my jaw really that didn't even need to be changed that didn't even need to be changed you smell divine he nuzzles behind my ear seriously what is this guy i didn't even need to change this book he's actually just a wolfman his hand rubs, excuse me, his paw rubs against me, around and around. Reflexively, my hips start to circle, mirroring his hand as excruciating pleasure spikes through my blood like adrenaline. This is crap. This is... Women, there's better porn in the world, all right? Good lord. Keep... Oh, excuse me, my nook just turned off on me here again. Keep... Oh, crap, where did it go? All right, no wonder this company went out of business. Which book was I reading? Here we go. There we go. Keep still, he orders. It should be, he barks. His voice soft but urgent, and slowly he inserts his paw inside me, rotating it around and around, stroking the front wall of my vagina. The effect is mind-blowing. I imagine so, if your entire paw was inside a vagina. All energy concentrating on this one small space inside my body. I moan. I've seen the porn of you. It's not a small space. You like this? He asks softly, his teeth grazing my outer ear, and he starts to flex his paw slowly, in, out, in, out, his fingers still, his paws still circling. I close my eyes, trying to keep my breathing under control, trying to absorb the disordered, chaotic sensations that his fingers are unleashing on me. Fire coursing through my body, I moan again. You're so wet so quickly so responsive oh anastasia i like that i like that a lot he barks you okay over there Karu? 
it's funny every time. It was funny as hell when he was doing it in person, but it's just funny every time I hear it. Because the look on his face as he's reading it, I just I, I see it every time. It's just fantastic. Are you okay, Rue? <laughs> I'm speechless. I'm, I'm just speechless. You had no idea that was coming either. I'm just speechless. I should tell you what we're going to do with our show sometimes, I think. But you, you totally should. <laughs> just kidding. So where you did you drive off the road and crash your car? You must crash your car a lot because all you do is listen to the show in your car. But... <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> Apparently, oh my god, Pikachu! Ah! <laughs> oh my god, wait! <laughs> He's reading crappy erotica. <laughs> That's how you die in your car. Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> you just drive off the road when you laugh. Every time. like. Pfft. Why are you talking about Pikachu? So anyway, <laughs> what did you think though when you heard it the first time? It was amazing. Let me tell you, I, 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 it's it's like one of those moments where you like remember exactly where you were and oh, really, yeah. Where were you? Yeah, tell us. Oh well, I was just in the bedroom doing my own thing. You were with some candlelight. No, you what? were spanking the monkey. Why would I spank the monkey while I was listening to the show? Oh, oh, dogs. For that second. Your voice yeah, is for that just segment. so awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. He was following along. Did you champagne spit? He's following along in the book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was making sure that every detail was, you know. <laughs> so, question for everyone out there. If you think that we should do a sequel to 50 Sheds of Grey, let us know. Write us. Tweet us. Say, I want more Fifty Sheds of Grey. Or perhaps we can have him read another book. Of course, if you if we don't hear from you, then maybe we just will not do that stuff. Yep. So, so next up. Did you shrink or did your microphone get taller? My microphone got taller. He doesn't have it propped. Yep. There you go. No, he's just sitting in a hole in the couch. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, apparently we have some super awesome secret things that you ended up doing some stuff for me. Uh, I did. So, if you remember in the coming out episode, we did our ad about coming out, right? Don't share your choices with others. Well, that was the alternate cut. That was the cut that we put out there. But there's a different cut for the ad. So, I retrieved it. And now I will play it. But the thing about it is it's almost identical, but for one line, and it completely changes the meaning. Because the meaning of, like I said, was, you know, don't you don't come out about some things, but you come out about other things. You remember this ad? Oh, yeah, I remember. And then you removed that particular piece because yes. we we felt like the official, um, I mean, the the traditional version, it was a little bit much. Is that For that correct? episode especially. Yeah. Yeah, it took away from that episode. So now we're going to play the original cut just to, <laughs> because we can. Mom, Dad, there is something I got to tell you. I hope you still love me. I'm, I'm into comic books. What? What did he just say? We do not do that in this house. Dad? I'm into anime. Why didn't you listen when I told you not to expose her to other cultures? Now she's well-rounded. An epidemic is sweeping our nation's children. I'm into Harry Potter. It's because we let you watch those movies, isn't it? Those damn movies! 
It's because we bought you that toy wand for Christmas when you were little. Why did we buy you toys for Christmas? I'm a gearhead. <sighs> I knew I shouldn't have let my baby girl take shop. I believe in Xenu. No, you can't. Make written works of fiction somebody told you was scripture part of your identity. I'm a brown coat. The frack you're brown, whatever. You've been hanging out with those type of people. They discover interests of their own. They piece together misshapen identities in the eyes of society and then come out about their interests. I'm uh, a ham radio operator. No, you will not learn how radios work. You'll text your friends and use apps like all your other friends. I believe in Sherlock Holmes. No, no. Girls your age do not read books or fantasy mysteries. I'm a furry. Out. Out. Get out of this house. You are no child of mine. Call Father Donovan. We need to perform an exorcism and send our baby to purification camp. Don't let this be your child. Keep them normal in the eyes of others. I'm gay. I'm lesbian. I'm transgender. Okay. 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 Coming out. Don't let your loved ones share the choices they make with others. A message from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. (laughs) Karu's face lit up like a Christmas tree. No, I remember that. (laughs) Not with that extra line. Yeah, you've you've played that for me. I don't remember who heard it. (laughs) That took a lot of work. I I had to work with like eight people to get all those voices. Casting eight people for these little bits is hard. Rue, are you okay over there? <sighs> Does that not totally sound like a thing they would do, though? Yes. <laughs> yes, they would. They totally would. You know it. Right. Hey, hey, Tugs. What? Family. It's isn't about it? Time. Isn't about time. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yes. or, or, or we should change it to furries. Isn't it about time? No, but it's about this new thing that we started this season, Rue. It's your favorite thing. You ready? I like people. No! Why do we even have to have a section about this? People are sick and tired of it. Who's people? <sighs> Me. Rue. <laughs> Rue, you aren't people. You know, I think other people are sick of it, too. Who? Everyone. You know what's great is that one episode where you went, but I like being, and everybody in the world put the word anal in for you. Like every person out there, you, they all drove off the road because everyone just listens to our show in cars. And <laughs> they were all anal. See, you could do it right now. See, now, now you're saying that they're anal. No, I'm saying that they all just know that you like being anal. You know what, Tugs? You're anal. <laughs> So, the next thing on the agenda is, Rue, tell everyone the exciting next thing. <gasps> bloopers! Yay! So, bloopers are split into two parts. There's actual bonafide bloopers. Fire Breath has been getting so good at doing his announcement. Announcement? Announcement. Announcement work. Announcements? Announce memes. Announce memes. Um, that he didn't give us a whole lot of bloopers this season, but he did give us a couple golden ones, and then I threw in a few of ours for good measure. Welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction to an exploration of the furry fandom. This show may contain... Welcome back. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe she's dumb. 
<laughs> really? Wow. I was like, that's kind of an odd way for you to re reintroduce. Welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction to an exploration of the furry fandom. This show may contain traces of... <clears throat> <clears throat> All right. <laughs> well, Tug, since you're not prepared. I am prepared. Here we go. So we have our amazing guest. Whoa. He is green. He likes Yoshi. And he also loves the shiny. It's... Hold it. What? You reused an old fortune. I did? You did. Huh? Yeah, that's an old fortune. Is that an old fortune? Yep, and something happened. <laughs> we lost Eric. It's okay. He actually just messaged me. <laughs> I like being anal. There you go. I like being anal. There's an echo. I actually said it this time. There. Oh. Hello, and welcome to For What It's Worth, a podcast dedicated to introducing and immersing you into the fairy fandom. I'm your announcer, Firebreath, and I was told to do the joke for this introduction. Shit! That's it? <laughs> Did you enjoy his joke? Yes. <laughs> so happy. Happy Shit. music. <laughs> yeah. I think he forgot. I think that's what it was. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, that's when you go through, you're halfway reading through a line, and then you see the second part, but it just kind of throws you off, and you're not sure how to start it. None of what he said at that last one was at all what I sent him. He never says, hello, I'm your host, Firebreath, and he certainly doesn't use the old slogan for the show. So <laughs> that was just all a pile of nope, and then he's like... Shit! Like, <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, You know what my favorite part about that was? Is I call it your Ellen intro. Like, you totally were channeling Ellen DeGeneres when what? you were like, maybe she's born with it. Maybe she's dumb. <laughs> like, I even called the file Rue is Ellen. <laughs> Rue is Ellen? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because you totally were. I'm like, what? Hold on. Let me, let me find it. Ah, here it is. Rue is Ellen. Welcome back. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe she's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that totally sounds like Ellen. Like the, the whole inflection. Hi. No, maybe she's dumb. Like just the way you did that was so perfect. I don't even remember what that was for. I the dumb bad. furries episode. Dumb, oh, is that, that what? was the dumb furs. Oh. <sighs> maybe she's born with it. Maybe she's dumb. I thought you were going to go like, maybe it's Maybelline. And then you're just like. <laughs> You're like, I'm Ellen DeGenerasing this right now. All right. Well, we... I appreciate that. It was one of your favorite moments. I, I love that. I love that. <laughs> like, I'm so excited when I found it. I was like, oh, got to keep that. All right. So let's go to our last break. We'll come back, play the last round of the game. And there's actually some more bloopers on the other side. So okay. We'll yep. Hello, and welcome to Get Psyched with Dr. Nuka. Many of us devote considerable time to romantic relationships, whether it's nurturing an existing romantic relationship or searching for a new one. I want to focus today on that second group, people looking to form new romantic relationships. Dating could be a 
emotional roller coaster at the best of times, alternating between blissful highs and crushing lows. Hopefully, with a little bit of science on our side, we can smooth out the ride and make it at least a little bit more predictable for ourselves. I'll be discussing four psychological principles related to romantic relationships. Exposure, similarity, mutual attraction, and self-disclosure. I'll be covering each topic very briefly, so keep in mind that this is only a glimpse of what the psychological research has to say about relationships. But these four principles are a pretty good place to start if you want to understand how relationships form, especially in the context of the furry fandom. The first principle is exposure. Not that kind of exposure. It's what psychologists call mere exposure, proximity, or propinquity. All of these terms essentially mean that people tend to like things that they see a lot or are familiar with. It sounds like common sense to say that you probably have a more positive attitude toward your neighbors or co-workers, who you see a lot, than you do toward total strangers. But it might surprise you just how extensive this principle is. For example, you probably have a positive attitude toward a cashier that you see all the time at the grocery store, or the person you see every morning on the bus. Now think about the furry fandom, a place that lets you regularly interact, online or in person, with other people. Just by going to cons or regular meetups, or by participating in furry chat rooms or forums, you're increasing your exposure to other people, they're going to see you more often. And over time, the more people see you and recognize you, the more likely it is that they'll develop positive feelings towards you, feelings that, in turn, may lead to relationships. The second principle, similarity, can be summarized with a saying that's pretty appropriate to furries. Birds of a feather flock together. Now, despite what you may have heard, opposites attract really only applies to magnets. People tend to get along better with those who are similar to themselves. And when I say similar, I mean similar in a lot of respects. Relationships tend to last longer when the people in them have comparable education or economic status, and when they share similar political views or religious beliefs. Of course, this doesn't mean that you and your partner have to agree on everything, but a close relationship is far more likely to form if there are no divisive politics or cultural clashes to overcome. And realistically, we do like to surround ourselves with people who validate the things that we ourselves believe. And again, we see that the furry fandom is ideal for relationship formation in this context. As a group, the fandom tends to be socially liberal moderately educated, and somewhat on the lower end of the economic ladder. The latter mostly due to the fact that furries are young adults, artists, or college students. What's more, if you identify as non-heterosexual, you're four to five times more likely to meet similar others in the furry fandom than you are to meet them in the general population. This explains why almost 80% of gay furries said they found their significant other through the furry fandom. The third principle is mutual attraction, and it's about as simple as they come. We like people who seem to like us. To illustrate, think back to grade school, when your friend runs over to tell you that so-and-so likes you. How does that make you feel? Does knowing that so-and-so likes you change the way you feel about them? Does it make them kind of more likable? Do you find yourself thinking, now that you mention it, so-and-so is kind of cute? It's flattering to feel liked by others. It's rewarding because it boosts our self-esteem. Now, think about the norms that we foster in the furry fandom. This is a place of belongingness, of community, where we like and accept others for who they are. 
This sort of environment can produce the sort of mutual liking that fosters close relationships, especially for people who have a history of being bullied or made to feel like an outcast. The last principle is self-disclosure. In a nutshell, it means that relationships become deeper and more meaningful as you reveal more of ourselves to another person. Imagine, for example, that you're dating someone for a year, but you only ever discuss the most shallow topics with them. Your favorite foods, your favorite movies, the weather. Even if you've been dating for a year, it just doesn't feel very fulfilling, does it? But imagine you've shared with this person your deepest, darkest secrets. That this person knows everything about you. Your greatest fears, your hopes and dreams, your saddest moments, your deepest desires. That's a pretty intimate relationship, whether or not anything physical is even going on. And studies have shown that when two people interact with one another for the first time, the more they self-disclose to one another, in a very gradual way, not blurting out all their secrets at once, the closer they feel to one another. And again, think about the furry fandom. Many furries keep their furry identity to themselves, hiding it from their co-workers or their families, sometimes for years. But in the fandom, we all start out pretty much knowing this one kind of intimate detail about one another. It means that relationships in the fandom all sort of start out with that initial self-disclosure, which might make it easier to open up to another person to share yourself with them. So those are just four principles of relationship formation, exposure, similarity, mutual attraction, and self-disclosure. And the take-home message in all of this is that the furry fandom can actually be a wonderful place to form new relationships. There are downsides to it, of course. If you're a male furry seeking a female partner, for example, you may have better luck meeting someone somewhere like the anime fandom, where the gender proportion is not four males to every one female. But in general, when it comes to relationships, whether you're looking for friends or romantic partners, the furry fandom is a pretty good first place to look. This has been a quick look at the psychology of relationship formation. I'm Dr. Nuka, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on Get Psyched. You're listening to For What It's Worth, brought to you by For What It's Worth brand pants. Yes, For What It's Worth brand pants, that most noble article of clothing. Our scientists have been working around the clock to make For What It's Worth brand pants even better than before, if that could be possible. Well, it is. Who said it wasn't? Not me. Have you ever fallen into a pool because your best chums played a hilarious jape on you? With any other ordinary pair of pants, you'd be soaked to the bone. With For What It's Worth brand pants, you come out of the pool in style. Upon immediate contact with water, they automatically inflate to create your own personal flotation device. Simply swim over to the ledge, climb out of the pool, and pop the inflated pouches. The escaping air dries the fabric and leaves you looking sharp. I told you they could find a way to make them better. For what it's worth brand pants. They look good on you, but they'd look even better hanging on your doorknob. Because you're a responsible adult who lays out their clothing for the next day ahead of time. And now for today's secret message. 7. 21. 5, 19, 19, 13, 25, 14, 1, 13, 5. Good luck. And welcome back. Ah. <sighs>
So have you been enjoying this episode? I have. Awesome. I'm enjoying the fact that we're going to start a new season. So I enjoy this episode. You're just excited to the go. the transitive property. To go, go, go. No, no. I always like this episode because we get to go back and remember all the stuff we did. Because there's so much stuff that we do for an episode that never gets out. So it's easy to get lost. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to go back and revisit and them. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I think we have another part of the game, right? Yes, we do. You guys ready? Sure. So it's time for Guess the Episode Part 3. Have you seen the animated Alice in Wonderland that Disney did? I'm sure you probably have. The original? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah many times. Yeah. You know that scene, the, ma- the the tea party, and they're fixing the watch and they're putting all this ridiculous stuff on the watch, like mm-hmm. butter, jam, you know, two or sugar, and then he goes, yes, two spoons, and he puts two spoons on the watch, and then and then the marcher hands him mustard, and he goes, mustard, mustard. And he like freaks out like that's the one thing. Uh-huh. I sometimes feel like the universe serves me a jar of mustard mm-hmm. a lot of the time, just to remind me that no, no, this this stuff happens all the time. It's, mm-hmm. it's, is that kind of like that for you? Yeah, yeah, it just happens, and you just remember it. And you the details um, make the story have color, but that that's just uh, about being a storyteller. Yeah, I mean, people need to remember that we're on stage trying to entertain a crowd so you can't tell a story the way you would you know your mom over the phone you know you gotta you're not making things up but you're choosing your words so that it's entertaining and engaging and you want to keep the audience with you and tell a good story yeah cool i'll go where the artists are like i have accounts on all the major platforms and so if the artists that i follow transition to other platforms i'll use those services and i i believe there's probably a lot of users that also feel the same way I do, which is I'll go where the, where other friends and other people are. Um, I know that's not really a great answer, but if, if, if people stay at the site, I have limited exposure and limited risk associated with the site and its data. So I'm just gonna go where people are. All right, all right Sin, should people leave FA? You know, I, I, I think I'm with Panda on this one. Um, first of all, there's no real guarantee that any other website that is, you know, put up there for free by a bunch of furries on their spare time isn't going to have the same problems that F.A. does. But the, th- but the thing about it is, I, I think you're right. And do you ever run into that mentality of like, well, artists are shouldn't draw it if, if you know, you shouldn't have made it then kind of thing. Do you, do you get what I'm asking? Um, I don't run into that too often, no, because I think most of what I draw is, is of a pretty benign nature. Right. Um, but take t-shirts, for example. I mean, I sometimes I see inappropriate t-shirts in public that I think, really? You're wearing that out in public? <laughs> um, but, you know, that's, that's up to them. As an artist, no, I'm not the morality police. So if I feel comfortable drawing it, I'll draw it. And if people are uncomfortable viewing it, well, that's kind of up to you because it's your badge. It's on your body. So it falls to the badge owner. This issue of uh, Madalus or this issue of sort of sort of bad intent again, I, th- I think that's really sort of the defining feature here because I, th- I, I can imagine contexts where uh, maybe a parent ha- you know, ha- has a, a 30-year-old kid who's still living with them and you would say, oh, you know, the, this parent kind of babies the kid or this parent kind of um, is overly protective or, or doesn't want this kid to leave the house or and, and that's a very different 
breed, I think, than the parent who has malicious intent. So a parent who, who really just genuinely, you know, in the one hand you could say, well, she's holding him back, but on the other hand you could say, well, she has good intentions though. She, she thinks she's helping the person. And that's world away very different from the parents who, who's either um, malicious, who's actively out to harm the child, or who's just being plain and simple selfish and saying, well, I, I, your needs and your wants uh, are second to what I want, uh, which really shouldn't be, you know, I, I think people are, allowed, are entitled to a little bit of selfishness, but not in the relationship, I think, between a parent and their child. I think that should be one of the few relatively selfless relationships um, out there. So I, that, that's just opinion, though, on my part. All right. Let's go to break. By the way, everyone, because Nuke is our guest, there's not going to be Get Psyched. Sorry. <laughs> this is sort of a live Get Psyched. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we're going to go to break, and then we'll come back and continue our discussion. Woo! Oh, God. Um, that was incredibly stressful. Yeah, so to get back to the immigration part real quick, they told us it would be maybe four to five months total. And it took four to five months to first get the initial paperwork sent to us and then sent that to them. And then it was like six, eight, nine months before they even looked at it, even though they're supposed to look at it within a month. This is Tugs. I'm here at Fan X. I don't call it Comic-Con this time around, right? No, it's Fan X, dude. Yeah, I'm here with Jess Harnell. You've done so much stuff. I can't believe it. Me neither. I can't either. But it's good because I got a mortgage, so I need to do a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, I know that most people that listen to the show that I know, they know you obviously for your Animaniacs role, sure. which is probably, is that, would you say that's your most popular role you've done? Well, you know, it's different, man. It's like, it all depends on which generation you're, you know, you're coming from. It's like, uh, one of the best things about the job is that if you continue to work, you become part of other people's childhoods. And like right now, I'm on these shows, Doc McStuffins and Sophia the First, and they're both very, very, very popular with really little ones. So in 20 years, those kids are going to say that was their childhood, you know? So for the, for our generation right now, yes, Animaniacs. For that generation coming up, it'll be them, and hopefully for one after that, it'll be something else. So the first question that I, I just, it was not on my list, but how many of these have you come to in Salt Lake? Gosh, man, I think this is my third or fourth. They keep asking me back, which is awesome because, quite frankly, this is my favorite con of any of the ones that I've done in America. I love it. They treat the people so well. The people that come to see you are so nice. I'm always very busy, and it's uh, really gratifying. I think this is at least my third, if not my fourth time in a row, which is unbelievable, but I'm very grateful. Awesome. Now, next question, of course, is going to be, have you had a potty emergency? Got one right now. <laughs> <laughs> when is the new Animaniacs? For five and a half hours. I got a potty emergency. <laughs> When is the what? <laughs> when, when does the Animaniacs Revival start? Dude, the Animaniacs Revival is always happening. The problem with it is, you know, if you guys really want to see it, Bug Warner Brothers, Bug Amblin Entertainment, the problem, the reason I don't think you've seen one yet is because since it's co-owned by two big companies, getting the rights sorted out is much harder than it would be with a property that just had one owner. So hopefully someday Animaniacs will be back in front of you again. We'd all love to do it, and our fingers are crossed that someday we will. Okay. Yep. Cool. All right, so our final question for you. Um, we're assuming in this question you know what furries are. I do know what furries are, Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh I wish I had more questions. <laughs> um, but if, if you were to create your own character from scratch, so you can't steal from the ones you've done, yeah. which, what, what character would you create for yourself? Um, one who had a toilet under his table where he signs autographs so he wouldn't have to pee so bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, dude. Thanks, man. You're welcome, <laughs> So how was that, Tugs? It was kind of surreal. 
Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was a, he's a, he's actually super fun. I wish I knew him personally because he would probably come on. He's just so chill, right? Yeah, he 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 is so awesome. He is he definitely has the rock star look. I mean the the long hair, the this the button up shirt that's only like halfway buttoned up, you know, with like necklaces and chest hair hanging out. But yeah. he was a really, really cool, nice guy. Yeah. It was awesome to see him in the tunes, like twisted tunes, where they they read the script from the um, um, Star Wars, the new Star Wars, and um, they also did it like with Goofy and stuff like that. Like, <clears throat> yeah, it was pretty funny. Yep. Yeah, that was fun. Well, here's some more Comic Con audio for you. Hi, this is Rue from For What It's Worth, and we're here at Comic-Con, and I ran into my very, very first person that's here. It was a furry. How, how was that? So, what is your name? Do you want her name? My name is Sydney, but my suit is Celeste the Snow Leopard. It is a pleasure to meet you. So, how have you been enjoying your Comic-Con so far? been a lot of fun. I've actually noticed a lot of furries yesterday. There was quite a few that were walking around and it's a blast. Absolute blast just to see everyone. Awesome. Well, this is my first day here. So, um, so how was yesterday for you? It was great. It wasn't as busy as the Comic-Cons have been in the past, but it was a lot of fun and there were a lot of great people just wandering around saying hi to everybody. So what has been your reaction so far at Comic-Con to, to people like, oh, it's a furry, you know, those those type of um, situations that have happened. Um, excitement. Some people are confused. It's been a lot of fun, but nothing negative or anything, which is great. That is awesome. That's awesome. So um, you've told me that you've heard of For What It's Worth. Did you just hear it on the Internet? Have you listened to any of the episodes? Just on the Internet, kind of the whisperings. Nothing too much yet that's okay that's awesome that's awesome so um i'm really bad at this at interviewing so let's see okay here here we go if you were in my shoes and you were interviewing me what would you ask that is a good question and i am honestly awful with interviews as well so i really have no idea just kind of whatever feels right i guess so what plans do you have for today what panels are you going to be attending um, kind of up in the air right now. We're not quite sure. I've got to wait for everybody to get here before we figure everything out. Sparse communication through yesterday. <laughs> awesome. So how can the furry internet find you? Um. If you want to be found. Well, I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram, but I'm running around just as Celeste. So if you see me, just say a big hello. And that's about it. Awesome. And the most important question of the day is what is your favorite cookie? Favorite cookie? Oh, that's a good question. Would have to say chocolate chip. Awesome. That, that is one of my favorite. Uh, it's close second to oatmeal. But um, so how, what got you into the furry fandom? I um, have a couple of people that I've been following on social medias that they create suits. There's telephone all the big furries they're awesome and it seems just like it's a great community great family awesome and what other um part what other fandoms are you a part of um not really all that many actually still kind of working my way into things 
Well, awesome. It was a pleasure to meet you. Any any last thoughts for the the interwebs? Um, everybody have fun and give somebody a big hug. Make them smile. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. All right, well, this is Rue at day three of Comic-Con. And guess what? We found furries. Yay! All right, so who are you? Um, I'm Carly. My persona is known as Phelan. Uh, she's an Arctic wolf with odd panda markings that are the color purple. All right, and have you been enjoying your Comic-Con so far? I've been loving it so far. Just went to a couple great panels with uh, Jason Isaacs and Jeremy Renner. That was really great. And then we get to meet up with everybody else here people that I haven't met before so it's really nice. So how long have you been in the fandom? Um, I probably joined the fandom maybe I think it was two years ago at Anime Bonsai when I met my first furry in fursuit so that's when I was like that's the thing I need to get in this thing and that's when I kind of did that. Oh so you so you've met some furries at Anime Bonsai is that correct? Awesome. Did you happen to go to any furry panels or anything like that when they were there? Um, last year they actually did have a furry panel. The year before they did not, but they had one last year which introduced me to the group for Utah. And so I joined that and then it kind of got me into the local community more. Awesome. So how would you recommend people that are first starting to get into the fandom to, to find, you know, to, to get involved in the um, community or to find their local community? Um, you can usually kind of like Facebook it. So like I have first Facebook like Utah Furries or something like that. There is a Utah Furry group as well. Um, or like going to cons like this, you, you can usually find like either a group of them or maybe they'll have a panel, you know, it's a good way to get started. So what plan? Well, this is Rue again and guess what? We found another furry. Hi, what is your name? Um, real name's Ethan. Uh, my sona is Hervor. Uh, typically I usually go by Hervey because it's easier. But, um, so how do people find you in the fandom? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> do you have an FA? Do you have Twitter? Um, you typically Facebook. Um, just go by the same, you know, group, the Utah Furry fandom. Um, nothing, nothing much. So. Awesome. So, how did you find the furry community? How did you get involved with this crazy mess? Um, it was, I think it was about like maybe six, five or six years ago. No, it was five years ago where I kind of found it online. Typically, obviously. Uh, just, somehow came across it and I started liking it and uh, I thought maybe you know this would be you know the thing that would help me with you know getting my other self out so anyway awesome all right and now we're back and guess what out of anybody that I would think that I would be meeting here who we run into is Talon Oh my goodness, so last time that um, me and Tugs were here at Comic-Con doing this, we actually ran into a random furry and his name was Talon and it was the same one. Is that correct? That's right. So, how have you been enjoying your Comic-Con experience so far? It's been amazing. I've, this is my first time suiting at a con and I've, I've had a blast just playing with the kids and everything, get pictures. It's been great. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about your persona. How, how come you came up with, um, like, what is your species? How did you come up with it? All right. So uh, Talon is a, is a green dragon. Um, I, there isn't really anything special about me coming up with him other than he just felt right for me. 
Um, I really like dragons. Um, Personality-wise, Talon's uh, playful, friendly, ready to have fun, but um, he can he's, uh, he can get stuff done too. He's hardworking. So you're saying that this is your first time at a convention in suit? That's right. So um, what what would you say from this particular experience the next time that you'll make sure that you do to be prepared? Bring water. You don't have enough water. Nope. Nope. I should have brought a camel back. I forgot that, but I'll definitely remember to bring it next time because it's hot. Any other um, pieces of advice that you'd give? Um, I'd say uh, for, like I'm wearing a partial right now, and so it's fairly easy to get around and stuff, but I have some friends who are wearing full suits. I'd say they definitely need a handler for somewhere around here. And we're back at Comic-Con, and guess what? The one person I run into here is Ranji. Hello, welcome to all you people out there in Radio Land. How are you doing? I happen to fly into Salt Lake City for this con and it's been a wonderful event so far. Oh my God, it is incredible. So many people all over. Sometimes you can't go down the aisles. Sometimes you can, it's great. <laughs> what have you been up to, Ranji? We haven't heard from you for a while. What's What's been going on? Well, as you know, I moved to Australia and I've been doing my cooking show down there with Susan. I left Susan behind this time. God, he can be such a bitch. Anyways, so I decided I'm going to spend a little bit of money on myself and come to the convention. And so that's what I did. So as you see, I have my big giant bushy tail. See, that's the tail sound. Can't you hear it swishing? That's right. And I've been wandering around meeting all sorts of interesting, wonderful people. What else have you been going to Comic- I mean, what else have you been doing at Comic-Con? Is there any panels that you've been going to? Or have you purchased anything at the dealer's den? How has your overall experience been? Well, there was a wonderful panel on how to be a fox. I went to that, but they did not teach me a single thing. It was kind of boring. Aside from the fact they said, make sure you flip your ears a lot, which I decided to do, and that does actually make me a little more cute. Uh, as for things I have been buying, I've been going about, I've been buying some jewelry, I've been buying some art. Look at this wonderful piece of art I have here. Isn't it beautiful? That is just amazing. How much did you pay for that? Uh, way too much. It was like $150. Ranji, I don't, I don't know if you can actually make that much money doing tech work. Um, please hold. <laughs> All right, there you go. That was Ranji. Is there anything else you want to say? I just hope everybody out there in Radio Land is being wonderful. Be good to each other and have fun. Thank you for joining us. Don't you love Ranji? I, I do. I do love Ranji. We don't, you know, now that he's doing Mr. Ranji's Neighborhood around the world, we don't see him a whole lot. I know. It was I so know. good to see him, though. Yeah. You know, I'm glad that I asked him how he was doing. And I also asked him about Mr. Ranji's Neighborhood. So Yeah. I think it will come back one day. We'll see. It depends day. on what. depends on if someone actually writes in, like we keep saying this episode, right? Yes. All right. Well, I think it's time for some more antics, also known as more bloopers and funny things. Does that sound good? Sounds amazing. All right, Rue, what's the answer? It's men's lingerie. That sounds like a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> a 
why? Oh, wow. He's just, he just wants to get right down to it. Well, sure. I get that. I get that. Here, I'll send you a link while we're playing the game. Rue has the next question. You're a dirty, dirty man. Thank you, Leo. Okay, and this is for Koru. Oh, well, I'm going to be a package runner. Oh, <laughs> oh, my <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 my God. <laughs> so it's a Donald Duck plush, and if you don't know what that means, you need to listen to the 100th episode because it's awesome. <laughs> Thank oh. you so much. Oh. But actually, Koru has a second gift in here. Oh, shit. Who's got the sweetest disposition? One guess, guess who? A Disney amiibo. A Disney amiibo. A Disney amiibo. So it's a Disney Affinity Donald Duck. I now have two more things to go with that pin. Thank you so much. I love this. That's awesome. Go first. Okay, hi. Stop violating all the rules. Be nice. Jeez, Staring at douchebags. Anyway, Did you say douchebag. Uh uh. <gasps> no. <laughs> Housekeeping. No. Housekeeping. It's time for housekeeping. Ah, oh, I feel so fancy when we do this bit. <laughs> we want to thank every that joined us for this special episode with Margaret Cho. Thank you for supporting our episode here at PBS. <laughs> Why are you doing that again? <laughs> if you'd like the privilege of paying for public radio. Oh my god. No, no, really though. Thank you if you wrote it for that. It's not going to be that way. It's just me doing things once in a while. Come on. Like sex? Yeah, like sex. Although I want to increase the amount of once in a while with that. Just, ha ha ha, okay. And we'll still judge you. That's the for what it's worth promise. There's always a point where we all stop. Whoever, it's, just, it's always Scritch me and someone else. Where we stop and we go, is it time to put on badges yet? Like there's a there's clearly this bright line where it's like, okay, are we in con mode? Are we wearing badges yet? Or are we not? <laughs> and like when we go away from the con, it's like, badges stay on or come off like there is there's clearly a discussion <laughs> that happens at con about badges that i ne- i don't do that anywhere else like i don't come home and go mm, we can wear a badge because i don't it doesn't even occur to me but at con there's that moment of switch over yeah I, uh, I always take mine off if i leave the hotel because nobody else around will get it you know it's only the people in the hotel that really know what's going on oh don't take it off at fc you get discounts so then it becomes like free money right it's I, like jew's favorite thing i haven't been to fc in years so <laughs> i mean rue's favorite thing crap <laughs> So now my name is Jew. <laughs> what is going on? It's been a month. I'm just... It has been crazy. Mark you know, that. I was and am a fan of Furcast, which is another furry padca- podcast. Padcast? Padcast. That's a, that that sounds like an interesting <laughs> thing. Hey, you know what, Tugs? You I can, have an idea. Yeah. Continue. Continue. <laughs> hey, Jew. Are you going to do podcast? <laughs> the For What It's Worth podcast? It's what it practically is sometimes. Oh, my gosh.
We have so many baby furs here. Seriously. Just kidding. <sighs> you know, no looking back on this episode has been great to do that with you. You mm-hmm. know, like sitting back, it just gives all the memories and makes you think about like what we've done this past year. Year. So. Right. Can you believe it's been a year? It's not been quite a year. Almost. So, I think it's time for the last one. All right, we've pulled the zipper down. It's time for the mailbag. You got the mail? It is time for the mailbag, but I don't get the I don't have the mail. Oh, good. Apparently no one gets the mail around here, post office. So, I'll read the email as it is a rather small novel. So, a short story from Alex Dialka. I don't know how to say any of this, but I'm going to say Light Song Fox because I just think that sounds way cooler. So, greetings, Castor, for what it's worth. My name is Light Song Fox. And I just want to say that I'm super excited to finally be sending you all an email. Before I get into this email, I want to give you a fair warning. It will be a doozy of an email. I apologize in advance for its length, and I completely understand if you decide to completely skim it. Now, for easy reading purposes, I'll break it into three parts. Part one, the part where I fanboy. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. There are many things to be said about season five, most of all which are overwhelmingly positive. X3. I think my favorite part of season five was definitely the transgender episode, episode three. I've been trying to figure out whether I identify as transgender for a little while, and that episode brought some brilliant points to light that I had never thought of before. To think that men and women were taken so differently on such fundamental levels was something that had never occurred to me before, and I was thoroughly blown away by it. It was those kinds of -of out-of-the-box views that made season five, as well as all of the show, an incredible time. Keep up the great work, everyone. I'm going to pause and allow for reaction. I think it's best this way. Rue, engage reaction. Thank you. <laughs> you didn't really? even say that in the microphone. I know. He's, like, he's just talking. This is what he did. He goes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you did. No, really. That's really a reaction? I'm no. putting you on the spot. No, you react better than that. This is from a listener, Rue. I really appreciate, you know, you guys tuning in because it makes it, we say this a lot, but I'm going to say it again. It makes it worth it. Like we put a lot of heart into the show and we love it and we love, it's a active service. It's, I mean, we're not getting paid for it. (laughs) No, we're paying to do it. So our whole payment is when we receive your emails. Amen. Oh my god! Did you just say amens? (laughs) Your amens. Yes. Wow. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Amen. No, really. You have fans, and now people are praying to you. Are you promoting yourself? (laughs) Yes, I am Lucifer. Bow down to me and and, and pray. Give me your amens. And give me your amens and cookies. 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 The Amen cookie. Oh my gosh. From Rucifer Studios. Uh, I so need to get a commission of me being Rucifer. Anyways. I really like that episode though. The transgender episode was great. The coming out episode, you know, that was an interesting episode um, because it reflected a lot of what the pain I had gone through back in the day. And I really liked it because Mark and Flo 
genuinely were like having a moment. Like they were having a real thing right there. Mm -hmm. And we were just looking at They were talking about things that they have never talked about before. Right. And I know from talking to Mark since, um, it's actually been very beneficial because it actually kind of started him working through a lot of that. I mean, you know, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of stuff from that. You know, you yeah. can hear it right in the episode. I I just I feel like that out of all the episodes, that one was, you know, the number one, um, the one that I liked the most. But but maybe it's because I don't know. Never mind. Personal connection. It's a maybe it's because it's a personal connection to it. But well, I, you you like the long distance one too, right? Yeah, that was a great one too. Yeah, that was. That was cute. I mean, and I, I don't mean that tritely, but it was it was genuinely heartwarming to see how how they were just so in love, you know. And like she starts tearing up, and yeah, it was just oh, you know, just did, awesome. Did you just want to reach out and hug her? Did yeah. you just want to give her a big hug? Totally. Yeah, they were they were great guests. Yes. All right, let's continue then. So some just want to watch the world burn. Um, actually, I'm not going to read that right now. I'm going to skip it because it's for the next episode. Part three, the part where I really fanboy. So, Rue tugs Koru and Firebreath. I wanted to send you guys an email for the longest time. I've been pretty, I've been a pretty little wallflower for about two years now, chasing you guys to that current episode to only fall again as life sucker punches me with distractions. Now, however, I can finally let out a sigh of relief, knowing that my binging days are finally over. I plan on sending you many more emails now that I'm caught up, and I'll know what I'm talking about. So, if you're here with me, I will toss in a quick introduction. My name in the fandom is Alix Dalka. Okay, you really gotta give us a pronunciation key. I like I like your email a lot, but it's really hard to say your name. Aww. No, it is. It's there's there's a lot of consonants together. It's hard. It's like a Square Enix name. They're cool, but they're hard to say. Um, along Lightsong Fox as my username for online interacting X three. I am 18 years of age, living in the middle of nowhere, Missouri, and planning to join the United States Marine Corps. So that's exciting. And my species is a fox. And yeah, you may still say I'm on my training wheels, but I don't plan on changing them out anytime soon. So that was quick, but honestly, the reason I'm typing to you is, of course, I just want to say you've been a huge inspiration for me, and it was you guys that finally convinced me to break out of my shell and try to embrace the furry fandom full-on. X3. Where's our button? Where's the button? Oh, yeah, we do need the button, don't we? Write his name down. I want to see if I can pronounce it. I'll do that off the air. Oi. So, um, now I do have a single question regarding the show. Who is the announcer doing the old-timey commercials? Is that also Firebreath? I've wondered for a while if you had someone else doing those or Firebreath was making those as well. Until next time, I want to thank each and every one of you for the show. So a huge thanks to all of you, Firebreath, Koru, Tugs, and Rue, X3. Off you to Zane, for what it's worth, I look forward to listening to you guys continue your furry shenanigans. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. You know, I I I really appreciate your email. Thank you for sending that in to us. It makes us it just makes me feel warm in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> your itty bitty heart. Well, my little itty bitty heart. You're, well, no, apparently you have the heart of a god. Uh. Yes. You guys know that even though Rue and I are salty, we still love each other. So, um, to answer your question, who does the old time commercials? Well, as I wrote back and told you, nobody knows. Nobody. 
Oh, they didn't keep records back then. No, they didn't. So is that all from the mailbag? Do we have to zip up the fly? Yeah, we do. It's time to put it up. <sighs> mm, this is depressing. It's like it's like a sad ending. Right, it really is. <laughs> so Housekeeping. No. Housekeeping. It's that time. It's that time for housekeeping. So, for the last time, we'd like to thank Firebreath for doing amazing announcement work. We couldn't do it without you. Yes. Also, please feel free to comment on the show. What? What? You're not going to thank Koru? Yeah, I want to thank Koru, of course. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it wasn't... Koru, I want to know how you, you know, feel. It, it's great. I get a lot of thanks when I'm not here, but when I am here, it's like, whatever. Oh, by the way, since you're here, F off. Thanks. No problem. Pokemon, go fuck yourself. Wait, what? what's that? What's Pokemon? That's the newest expansion for people who don't play. It's Pokemon, go fuck yourself. What's this Pokemon? It's uh, actually a porn site. It's full of Pokemon. Oh, okay. Yeah. So men that poke each other. No, they just have pokies. Oh, just pokies. Like little cactuses from Mario World, pokies. Oh, okay. That yeah. that makes totally sense. Totally sense. Totally sense. So, <laughs> so yeah, thanks, Koru, by the way. I appreciate what you do. I appreciate that I don't have to wind up any of these cables because I suck at it. Oh, that's cool. And and life has thrown a lot of curveballs, and I have missed uh, quite a few episodes, but hopefully next season I can get back into it and be here more often. So I look forward to it. Yes, and we want to thank Foss as well for all that he does to, to come out and help us out too. Yep, we couldn't have done it without him. Um, now, Rue, what were you saying? Social media something? Website something? Where oh, yeah. Comment on our website. There make are- it. There are two people who are actively making sure every episode has a comment. Really? Yes. That's so sweet. You should be of the them. third. You. Yeah, you who just drove off the road. You. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I, imagine. I want art of like all the list, all seven listeners like driving their SUVs like, ah! You know, what if somebody's listening to us and they're like, I don't have a car. I can't drive. Then I'd go, how is New York City? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting right here and I don't have one. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. Comment, tweet to us. Um. Hey, you know what? There's something new. Oh yeah. If you have nothing to do with your life, and obviously you do because you're listening to for what it's worth, we have a Telegram group now. Apparently the link just expires. By the way, so we will post a new link on our Twitter page. You probably can see it right now. Twitter.com/slash for what it's worth. It just expired. What do you mean? There's a current link on our handle for what it's worth on Twitter. All right. That's awesome. Yes. (laughs) Please come and talk to us. We would love to have you come join. There are 26 people there. So apparently people are getting their friends. I don't get how this works. Like people have friends who listen to the show now. I guess. I don't know how this works. Math is hard. Yes. Yes. So... So yeah, uh, speaking of social media, we have Twitter, we have Facebook, we have the Google Plus page and community, and Telegram. So yeah, that's all. That's all of that. Do we... Oh, we do have one more thing to talk about in housekeeping, and that is the next episode. What? 
I thought this was the end. I know. Aren't we such schemers? Although I gave it away about three minutes ago. Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) The next episode, Rue, is... It is Burn First! Bum, bum, bum! You know we actually have a button for that, right? Yeah, I know, but I don't have a soundboard, so I make my own sounds. It sounded exactly like that. (laughs) Did you swallow a trumpet, a band, and all the other things that go with that? So, what are burn furs? Well, if you don't know, then that's what we're going to be discussing next they, time. They are the kind of stay people. Stay tuned. They're the kind of people who would put together an ad about coming out. The about. original cut. Yeah, they probably would. <laughs> they probably would. So that'll kick off season six. Woo! Woo! We have when season six coming in a couple of months. Nope. In nope. A, regular in a schedule, week. we should be back on schedule starting. In August, barring any unforeseen circumstances, we should be back on track in August and release on our bi-weekly schedule. I know it's been a little kind of crazy with summer right now and life, um, but we are committed to you. So don't worry, we will be back. We have all kinds of wonderful ideas in the hopper that I haven't talked about with Rue. So once I do, you will hear what those ideas are. Yay. Yeah. Thank you. We'll start with Burn Furries, though. Woo. So this is the end of the season. Goodbye. I'm just kidding. We're not going to really leave this without the sign-off. <laughs> that was but, scary. I thought, I thought you were serious. <laughs> I was like, but, but, but. What are you going to say wow. my name? It's all about me. Oh, it, yeah, it totally is all about you me. You are the Miss Piggy of this show. Thank you, Kermie. I'm the Swedish chef. <laughs> it's Tugsy. <laughs> it's Primit. No one gets my joke. Primit? Primit. That's what Big Bird called Kermit when they were high. No, it was Kermit. They said Kermit. I've all right, heard that. all right. I've heard that since the 90s. Do man. the thing. All right, all right. That's Rue, that's Tug, that's me, goodbye. What? This, this is, is a really th- crappy post credit scene. All right, this has been Rucifer. <laughs> this is Tug. Jesus Christ. No, that's not <laughs> <laughs> And this. You are not Jesus Christ. <laughs> I am Kuru. sorry. This okay, 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 for real this time. This is Rue. Uh, this is Tugs. <laughs> and Koru. This is Phil. In space. And Quinn Stormcloud. Selene, Luna. And Margaret Cho. And Nuka. And Markaroo. And Flo. And Mars. And this is Lee. And Kathy. Haku. And uh, Sin. And this is Lyric. This is Alistair. And this has been season five of For, For What, what it's, it's Worth. Oh my gosh, that was so lame. <laughs> Goodbye. Effective yield for maybe uh, 120 months, okay?